0: The Rodcast with Rod Black, brought to you by North Star Bets. That's a win. Now here's your host, Rod Black. Well, hello there, everybody. Once again, Rod Black here, Broadcaster, Podcaster, Rodcaster. Welcome to today's episode. The podcast, the Rodcast that features big time guests, big names, talking about big-time things. And when today's guest is mentioned, usually you talk about that. Yeah. The Rain Men. Back in 2015 and 2016 in Toronto. How can we forget the bat flip from Jose Bautista, the terrific rivalry with the Texas Rangers, and, of course, that lovable guy in the dugout, their manager, John Gibbons. You know the guy named Gibby? Gibby. He always talk like that. And he's just a terrific guy. So happy to have Gibby with us today. Welcome, everyone, to the broadcast. Well, breaking news. John Gibbons is with us and has become the new manager of the... <laughs> Twitter world. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, to the broadcast. First of all, Gibby, great to see you, as always welcome to welcome to social media so so tell me how you've taken to this this twitter stuff and ig i know i'm still getting used to it what what about you hey first off i said when i heard that name of your, your podcast it was not a perfect
1: more perfect name right there but you know hey i sold my soul man and went to social media uh <laughs> you know what happened i you know rod this i've always kind of you know i you know i'm a little bit older now obviously but it's I always kind of looked at it you know my kids are doing it's kind of it's kind of overwhelming. I'm thinking, you know what? I, I like a little more. Uh, I like a life where I can disappear. But I got somebody's writing a book that's going to come out next spring, and then uh, a, a podcast uh, in the next few weeks. And they said, "Well, if you don't have a social media following, you got no shot, right?" <laughs> so I said, "Well, <laughs> so I'm scrambling just to figure it all out." But that's how I got into this world. It wasn't like I was in midlife crisis.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I've always been social. I've known you for so many years. Uh... Always terrific to talk to, baseball, regardless. You're a great manager, as always. Um, I I will tell you a little bit about this social media podcast thing. Podcasts are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. (laughs) And they all stink? (laughs) Some are nicer than others.
1: Some are nicer, (laughs)
0: and yours is going to be a good one, too. But welcome to this one. There's so much I want to talk to you about. First of all, uh, you're still scouting for the Atlanta Braves. Um, I don't know if you have your other World Series ring with you right now. Con- congratulations on the on yeah, the ring. That's, right. that's, that's two rings for you, '86, and of course uh, last fall. Um, and you know, and the sad thing, or I don't know if it's sad or it's
1: just kind of, it's actually pretty pretty nice. Right, I didn't do do much to win even, either one of them. You know, but I flashed them around like I was an integral part of both of. Them.
0: <laughs> well you could be like so many other uh, players or, or coaches or managers but you have been an integral part and you were an integral part of the Mets in 86 and you were an integral part of the Atlanta Braves as you are now um are you going to get back into managing I mean there's some jobs out there there's some interim jobs that are going to be available tell me by next spring that you might be managing again hey Ron, I would love to say
1: yes you know that's been my my dream since I left the Blue Jays in 18. Right. And I, I did go on a couple of interviews, you know, when they had the Cheaty scandal down in Houston, I went down to Houston interview for that job after they uh, let Hinch go. And then a couple weeks after that, and I thought I had a good shot and then Dusty came in and they hired Dusty. It's really, it, it's been a smooth transition. It done very, very well. Then a couple weeks after that, Boston called, they were under investigation also with Cora and, you know, uh, and I went, I thought that went very well. And they said, well, if, if this, this comes up clean, there's no big deal Then we're just going to status quo. and We're going to keep Renicky our bench coach. If it gets ugly, there's something there, you know, there's a good shot. You got a chance, but nothing to really develop it. Other than that, it's been kind of, it's been kind of lame, but yeah, there's a, there's there's jobs open. That's my dream. Uh, I can't say I'm disappointed that I haven't landed another job, but uh, either way, either way I'm, I'm in good shape, but I, I do miss put it that way.
0: Yeah. I, I know a lot of players miss you too. So it, it must be your clean living because the teams that had kind of scandals around them reached, reached out to you. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that was until they met me and they go, Oh, this is this is just gonna pile on here. because oh, <laughs> cause you never ever stole signals. I know that. No, I know, but you know, if we
1: had, we might have we might actually won a couple World Series. You know, we got close, but it's like I, I thought I thought
0: to myself after all that I go, were we missing something or <laughs> Or what? I mean, yes. Could you could you believe the way the depth of that at the time too? How how deep that went and all this stuff that was coming out about uh you know t- t- telescopes and uh, electronic devices. I mean, first I mean, I, I don't know if it worked, if it if it happened, but I mean what what was your reaction during all of that? You know what uh, you know, Rod, you know, uh science field has been a
1: part of baseball forever, right? You know, but it's in the I've always felt, and most people feel, if, if you can if you can steal a sign while you're on second base from the catcher or whatever, Part of know, the they game. need to do better, Yeah, they, they need to do a better job of hiding the signs, right? Yeah. But now you start bringing cameras into the thing and and uh, beating on the drums, you know, and and uh, and I and I would look back. I go, you know, we played a number of games in Houston. I'm thinking we did get walked up by Bregman one night in the ninth inning. Uh, Tapera was pitching. And I'm, I'm trying to think. Did I hear a garbage can or a drum somewhere in there? And, and, uh, oh, really? I, and I, I don't. I don't recall, obviously. But you know, that was right. That, that would have been that year. You know.
0: Um, but it was it's, kind it's of just... smart when you think about it, though. The TVs are there. They're <laughs> banging on a drum. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it oh, seems yeah. so elementary. It seemed almost brilliant.
1: It, exactly. You know, but uh, you know, they start bringing computers and all this technology into the game. You know, you're just opening yourself up for. Uh, you know that, that's that's just the way it is. And, and, uh, but you know you know what's even, even funnier. You know I, I I find you know like the uh, New York Yankees right, and they had the Red so- Red Sox, and they you know they both were investigated for different things. And in uh, Carlos Beltran, you know when he played for the Yankees, you know he was like the you know the the he he was known as the he 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 had all the answers, a great hitting guy, picking up signs, all that stuff. He goes down to Houston right, and that was in the middle. I guess when when they had that, they won the World mm-hmm. Series. So and they, the Yankees have been complaining since, right? About well, they, the Red Sox beat us, blah blah blah. You know when they were stealing signed. I mean the, the Astros. So next thing you know, the, the Yankees hired Beltran to do some of their TV games. I'm thinking, well,
0: well, then quit bitching, man. Quit, quit complaining. You hired the guy that went down to supposedly led the charge. You know, it's like, yeah, come on. yeah what goes around comes around, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? How many times have you have you thought about or looked back? I mean, I your two um journeys with the Blue Jays and let's not discount the fact that maybe three times could be a charm <laughs> I, you never know but particularly the second journey how many times have you looked back on on, on 2015 and 2016 and and realized how close this team was
1: yeah right I you know I often do you know and I'm very proud of the guys and, and uh you know when I first got there as a coach and then my first go around as manager you know, everybody would always say, hey, if you guys are in it at the end of the year and it's legit, I mean, this place will explode. You know, and it goes back to the, you know, when the, you know, the, the two championships and then they opened up the dome and all that. But we never saw that because we were really never competitive there at the end. And then it happened, you know, with some great, you know, trades by Anthopolis. And and it was unbelievable. Right. And that and so I look back with fondness of all that, that I was a part of that. But I, I still have a little regrets that we didn't win at all. At 15, I thought we should have won it. That, that was year one Six, 16 we were right there you know maybe i mean it was a different team it was a, a little more of a struggle uh but, but 15 i thought you know we were good enough to win it you know we got beat by a really good team that played a different brand of ball and, and uh you know so they 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 earned it but yeah but it's but nothing i have nothing but fond memories it took a while to get there you know but it was kind of i was part of a uh resurgence there you know it's been a long time since we got into the playoffs
0: yeah think about that how that series too kind of change baseball somewhat i mean that bat flip at the time uh that that you know outraged opposition uh lifted a nation uh became famous for for uh, you know joey bats um i'm not sure how you felt about it at the time but now you look, look back you know seven years later everybody's flipping their bat now <laughs> and and they're doing it with flair it's almost like they're there it's almost like a contest to see who can have the best exactly. bat exactly yeah, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, nobody celebrated the home run more than the Texas
1: Rangers did back then. No. You know, so, so to, to get on Hosey about that, and what, what happened with Jose too, I mean, that's 20, what was it, 23, 24 years of frustration for, for a country yeah you know i'll bottle up in that one swing you know and, and uh then of course we we'll go around the next year and they
0: think whatever well, they're gonna drill him and eventually they did and but he knew that maybe, maybe that was coming. they still hate rugnett adore here in toronto i mean it's oh, it doesn't matter who he plays for he still gets booed i think that the, the great irony might be if rugnett adore actually plays for the blue jays someday uh, <laughs> or or if, if john gibbons is the manager of the texas rangers oh oh, oh, oh. hey hey you know what if if a, if a a Blue Jays general manager
1: ever signed Odor? They might as well pack their bags they're <laughs> go. No, I don't I don't
0: care if you think he can help or you know he can help. That would be our a, a nightmare and you're done. Uh, but your time, your time here, uh, I mean, I was broadcasting during the first time you took over. People forget you were, a, you know, a bullpen catcher came in, took over from Carlos Tosca. Uh, had so much success with a really good young team. But of course you'd lived in that division with the yankees and the red sox and they were doing great things um what about that first your first time with the blue jays and what it was like and probably how interesting exciting but maybe even uh, a little unknowing because you had not been a manager at the big league level before yeah you you know rod it, it uh
1: I you, it was a tremendous experience. I mean, it happened fast. I didn't expect it. it, it I, I always wanted to manage in, in the major leagues once I got into coaching. But I really, did. you know, realistically, I didn't think I ever had a chance. And, but my old buddy, you know, that's the way it works a lot of times was the general manager, J.P. Rashardi. And eventually, you know, he gave me a shot. Uh, we were very good. I mean, the teams weren't very good. We, you know, we, we compete, do the best we could, but, uh, but it was, you know, from my standpoint, it was a very, I mean, it was a learning you know, experience, but you know, that was back, you know, when the Yankees and the Red Sox were kind of in their heyday, you know, with those powerhouse teams, you know, and they would pull away from the division, both of them like the end of May. So you were kind of out of it anyway. Uh, but I, but I learned a lot, uh, but I also realized, uh, you know, pro sports, man, you know, I mean, you, you, got, you got to have the horses, you know. Uh, you know, we and we as, we as managers, we can mess more things up than we can actually help. I, I believe that. So, uh, but it, it was a learned experience. And then, I mean, it was, I never never saw it coming where Alex would have brought me back the second go-round. Because usually that's reserved for guys. You know, Cito replaced me, and that was the second go-round. But he had two championships under his belt. You know, he, he, that makes a lot more sense. You know, Billy Martin kept going back to the Yankees, but he was very successful. You know, I hadn't been successful so I figured this is going to be a tough sell, and it's not going to go over well. And, and it was kind of a mixed reception, I think, uh, of me my first go round. But then in the, the second go round, I, I think I got to know the people more. I got to know the you know the city and the country more. And and, uh, and naturally, the team plays better. I mean, it, it didn't start out that way. You know, remember 13 and 14, we're like, you know <laughs> so everybody's thinking, Hey, Alex, nice move. You bring this. You, you sign all these good players, and you bring this bum back. And but then you know what? Finally, things just fell in place. Yeah. And then, and uh, naturally, what happens, you know, they'd associated me with, uh, you know, a successful team, and that does wonders. But I think people finally got to know me a little bit mm-hmm. and know that I was, uh, in a lot of ways, I was one of them. You know, I'm, I, I consider myself a straight shooter and uh, uh, no BS.
0: Uh, so ask, ask Shay Hillebrand and Ted Lilly that. We, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, hey, I mean, I was around, that was a great, like you had so many different characters. I don't even know if you even talk to those guys anymore, but I remember that time. Those were probably learning experiences for a manager, but knowing you the way I know you is that you wear your heart on your sleeve and you manage like you play.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Rod, I, I've always viewed it. You know, I, I grew up, my, my, my father was a disciplinarian in, 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 in athletics down in Texas. They leaned on you pretty good. You know, you can do what they tell you to do, blah, blah, whatever. In in uh, but, but I kind of approach, I think, like I, my own kids, you know, if I got to tell my kids something three or four times and they don't do it, something's wrong. And I don't think it's my fault, you know, yeah. and that's kind of what that's kind of what I'm referring to is, you know, I mean, these weren't knee jerk reactions. There was things that led up to those things. And and you know what? They all, they all, I'm embarrassed that some of those things kind of happen in the public eye. I'm not I'm I'm not disappointed that they happen because I don't I, I think in a lot of ways there were some good things. And, you know, I don't think it affected us neg- negatively at all, although it you know, it might have or my reputation somewhat not 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 that much
0: no i don't i don't think it did at all and i think uh, you probably gained a lot of respect from the other players on the team and by the way when you do tell your kids three or four times if the brother or sister are watching and they see that discipline come on they don't do it anymore <laughs> they don't do it anymore exactly.
1: that's my that's my point like everybody sees this guy's just nutty enough, man. I mean, he in business. you know. I, I, next time he says something, maybe I ought to try that or he's going to embarrass me. I don't know. <laughs>
0: oh, well, I mean, hey. You know what I think maybe a lot of people don't know about you is where it all started and how it all started and your love of the game. And you actually have a terrific Canadian connection into one of the remote outposts of Canada. Tell us about how you started playing baseball here in the Great White North.
1: Yeah, yeah, Rod. You know, my, my father was in the uh, U.S. Air Force, right? And one of his assignments, I was like six, seven years old, was up in Goose Bay, Labrador. You know, up there and you know, on the on the East Coast. And uh, you know, I you know I was very young. I remember a lot of cool things about it, but that's where I played my first Little League game. You know, my my dad signed me up for the Little League, and I, I can remember well. He he was taking me to a tryouts one morning, and I was scared to death. And we get to the get to the field and I wouldn't get out of the car, you know, and he's, going, so, and so, so finally he said, heck with this, you know, that's my old man, all right, we went home, but luckily, one of the guys he worked with in, in his office was a coach on one of the teams, and he put me on the team, so now I'm, now I'm on a team, right, and uh, that was kind of the start of it all, my little league career, and, uh, you know, I was, and naturally, you know, they throw you out in the right field, and you pick daisies, and, you know, and there's only like a month of summer in, in, up at Goose Bay anyway, you know, and you're sitting there dodging the black flies and all that. But that was the start of it all. And then, uh, you know, as, as time went on and I, uh, I got a little bit older and I fell in love with you know, Major League Baseball. And then, uh, you know, my, in my high school career, you know, my uh, skills got better and, I, and there was some attention towards me about possibly getting drafted and all that. That's when things, the fire took over and, and uh, it led led to this point.
0: You know, um, and I've been to Goose Bay and I've been up in that area. Have you seen the the theatrical production come from away?
1: No, but no, but uh, you know, you've got to see it, yeah, and that's yeah, that's right. right the uh, you know, that's where the, during 9 11 they diverted yeah. all the
0: flights, right? I heard it was a wonderful show, yeah, you got to see it because I'm it, it may even bring back memories of the people that were around at the time. Because one of the things, if you played Little League, probably up in that area. They were the nicest people. I mean, if you tag somebody, they'd probably say sorry. You know, like that's that's how we are I mean, in Canada, the, the newfies, right? And but, oh, but I can yeah. remember I saw a uh, uh, we used to go down to a place called
1: Happy Valley, but my, my father yeah. bought a uh, uh, snowmobile, right? Uh, and I can remember when the snow he'd we'd take us out those old some of these old sand dunes around and we'd ride the snowmobile. And uh, but my first hockey game I ever saw, I mean, it was like a, a little club team, they were called the Falling Stars, you know, the, the all these. I guess they were old timers, but everybody go to this little arena and they'd sing the song, catch a falling star, put it in your pocket. I remember little things like that, and, but and we lived in a two-story duplex on the base and with all the snow and the snow drifts, I mean, it would cover up the first level of the home and it's like, wow, you know, and so I got some old pictures. I look, I come across every now and then. Yeah, oh,
0: that's, it's pretty good memories. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So you... You go from there, uh, you become a high school player, you get some attention, uh, you're a high draft pick. uh, Take us through that journey during that time, what you were going through, different than it is now with slot values and all of the different rounds of drafting. And I still think it's a bit of a probably a crapshoot drafting players at the time, but getting into becoming a major league player at the time is probably a lot different now than it was then. Well Rod, you know what
1: now that I'm doing a little scouting with Atlanta, I've, I've come to realize I kind of always thought I knew but hey, scouting players in the draft and amateur play that's that's the hardest part of baseball, you know so much projection now it's it's a little more advanced with all the analytics and all that stuff but uh, it's still the tough part because very few guys make it and a lot of the guys don't make it because they're in, they're not in the right circumstance and they're with the right ball club. you got to have an opportunity right? So anyway, so you know I'm down there in Texas Texas in Texas high school football is like hockey. And, and maybe not even that extreme Friday night and, lights and it, man it, yeah, it, Friday yeah. Night so, lights. so in in uh my brother was a big football player in high school and uh and I was kind of starting to lean towards just playing baseball because my I'd see my brother come home all beat up and all that so he took me to this high school one time one day introduced me to the coaches I was just, I was going to start my freshman year in high school he was a senior and he introduced me to some of the coaches hey this is my brother John blah 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 you know he He's not going to play football like that. And a couple of the coaches back, they, they lit into me. You said, hey, What are you going to go hang out at PE, you know, and all this and that? Or, and uh, uh, and finally, I mean, they got to the point I said, Uh, no, sir, I'm going to play football. So that's what got me into foot back into football, right? Because I had played, you know, when I was in middle school, so now I'm doing both. in uh, what, what really position are you playing? I was a uh, fullback, a blocking back, short yards guy, you know, mm-hmm. that could actually run a little bit at one, oh, one time, you, you know, I yeah, yes, you are. Yeah. So that kind of, you know, that, so now, and I think that helped me toughen me up and it, physically it, it uh, you know, it helped me in baseball also. But then base, my junior year in high school ba- baseball, you know, I was a really good catcher, right? But I only hit about buck 90, right? I mean, that's not very good in high school. But I, the, the, uh, there was a scout from the Cincinnati Reds. Every year the Cincinnati Reds had a tryout camp down at San Jacinto Junior College in Houston. And the guy, guy liked me as a catcher he invited me down there. So I went down there and I got, got to see the kind of the competition around the state. And I, and it kind of lit a fire. I said, I thought, you know, I can do this. So I went, I went home going into my senior year and really dedicated myself. I said, I'm going to, I want a shot at baseball. And then, I, then my senior year, I mean, things just changed. I had a great year offensively. I was a good catcher. The University of Texas offered me a full scholarship. So I had that in my back pocket. And then, uh, you know, teams came out of the woodwork and eventually the Mets drafted me in the first round. They had three first round picks, Daryl Strawberry, was number one in the nation. Billy Bean, the GM, the Moneyball was uh, the second pick by the Mets. He was number twenty-three, and I was the twenty-fourth pick. You know, so they had, uh, and that's how it all started. So, so one of them had a long baseball career. I mean, not not real good off the field, but that's straw. The other guy became a real good executive. The other guy became a coach.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, and 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 life has it's not straight lines, right? It takes different paths. But I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you would look back on any regrets because you know you you got a chance to play in 86 uh, a little bit uh, be part around that world championship and for viewers and listeners, uh, how great was that team in 1986 with Gary Carter and Ray Knight and the rest?
1: Oh, hey, Rod, I tell you what, uh, you know, it's well documented. I mean, they they, they were were a bunch of wild men, right? But I've never been uh, around a more competitive group in my life. Uh, You know, even, even the 15 teams. I mean, it was, they, these teams were a little different. They showed up to play all the time. It was just something about this 80, 86 team. I think our 15 team was a little more clean cut than these guys. Mm-hmm. But one thing about them, you know, they, they had a lot of talent. You know, they were put together very well. But you know what? They showed up every night to play and, and to win, you know. And, and, they, and they fight each other. That wasn't like everything was was like a, a great clubhouse where everybody just held hands and, and uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, so there, there was turmoil and tension all the time. But they just took off and, and uh, it was really a complete team. So I got called up in first of August. I think it was Gary Carter's playing first base one day and he dove and he dislocated his thumb. So they called me up. And so I stayed with the team, you know, through the end of the season and then uh, through the playoffs, I wasn't on the active roster, but I even caught in the, the bullpen there. So, so when I got my first job in Toronto as the bullpen catcher, that was, that's a perfect job for me. Cause that's all I did my whole career as a player. You know, So I thought this is ideal.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, I love your humility by the way.
1: So, but I'm telling you that 86 team was one of the best teams ever, but you know, the, it's, it's well documented of how they lived and lived hard. There's, there's no exaggeration there.
0: Yeah. And, and and poor Bill Buckner had to live through that for a long time, but, um, where, where were you in 86? I, I, I don't think I've ever asked you, like when you guys won, where, where are you in the celebration? Were you in the bullpen? Where, where were you? Well, you know what, in the, uh,
1: it's interesting The the game six, a big comeback, you know, we're talking about Bill Buckner. Mm-hmm. I was down, I was down the bullpen and things just start, you know, everybody thought it was over and the, uh, uh, you know, they brought all the uh, mounted police on the horseback into the bullpen area at Shea Stadium, right? Because they're going to go on the field to, you know, when this thing's over to protect you. They thought at the time probably the Red Sox or whatever. And so I'm down there and things are starting to develop. And so they called down and say, get the, and I'm, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was Goodman, right? So mm-hmm. get get Goodman loose, you know, in case this thing gets, stays tied, gets tied or whatever. So I can remember. I, usually you, there's a plexiglass out there. You could, you know in the bullpen. You could look and see what's all the air, all the action on the field. But I'm I'm squatting down catching now. All these uh, big old giant horses are all in the way, so I can't see anything. And what I do remember is every time he throw a pitch, I'd catch it, and my mitt would crack right. And I would see these horses would jump right, and then they <laughs> whatever, and they turn around and look to see what's going. On. That's my memory of it. So anything, one thing that we won that game, and then game seven rolled around. You know, even, even trailed in that game. Then the, the boys came back and ended up winning. But everybody stormed the field, so everybody that was in the bullpen went – there's a back tunnel way that you can get down to the clubhouse. So I went with all those guys to the the clubhouse, and, of course, the other guys celebrated on the field, and then everything moved to the clubhouse. and Yeah, I was kind of – you know, I I just kind of laid low, man, because, like I said, you know, uh, a very small part of it, but I just kind of sat back and
0: and witnessed and and, uh,
1: enjoyed – drank some champagne probably more than I earned, but (laughs) uh, what the heck.
0: Where did, where did where do you do you ever bring your rings out now, like that 86 and last year's? Do you do you wear no, them? No, you know,
1: every, every no, you know, everything's sitting like in
0: a safety deposit box, you know, some you know, it, it uh
1: uh, you know, I, I accumulated a lot of rings over the years, you know, through uh, even in the minor leagues championship teams and things like that, and that's, everything's just kind of stacked away. That's never uh, I tell you what, this Braves ring, you would not believe the size of this. The, the Mets ring was kind of like you know, kind of like just you no know, uh. High school, college ring, you know, it's not very nice, but size wise, this Braves ring, I'm telling you what, you you need shoulder surgery out of lugging this thing around, you know, it's (laughs) like, and you ain't, I mean, and
0: you know what, you're opening up yourself for some trouble. You, you, You
1: wear that thing around too often.
0: But hey, how many players, managers, coaches, whatever, ever get a ring period? Think about all the great players who've played this game through the years, Gibby, that never got a sniff of a championship, never got close to a championship.
1: Well, Rod, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's, it's hard to win it all, you know, and, uh, you know, I can only speak for baseball, but it's it, every, every sport, you know, uh, and then you look at guys like Tom Brady and, and some of these guys that, uh, you know, that, uh, numerous championships, it's really, it, it puts you in awe, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, in, in baseball, the only thing I know, it's such a long grinding, ruling season, you know, and to get to the end and then, uh, you know, perfect example and you got to be hot at the right time look at look at uh, you know our atlanta braves they got hot like i mean they're basically five below 500 you know to the final couple months of the season then got hot and then ran right rough shot over the, during the playoffs and uh in one it all you know so, it's to me mean, you gotta be you gotta be a little lucky too you got i mean things
0: gotta break your way it uh uh you know it's so competitive it's hard to do do you keep on top of uh the blue jays do you watch them like I, I'm sure when you were the manager twice, you had a tattoo of the Blue Jays somewhere. <laughs> you got to get rid of that eventually. <laughs> but it, I, I think I do think, and I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you I think you may have left your heart in Toronto too. Hey,
1: Ron, I'm a Blue Jay. You know what they? Uh, you know when I, when I left the Mets and came over to the Blue Jays, I was. You know, I've always be always been Mets. That was my original team as a player, and then I and then I coached and cut my teeth in the minor leagues over there managing, but then you know, not necessarily a falling out, but it was time for a change, and then I ended up with Toronto. You know, I and I spent uh, ten years managing there, probably you know close to fifteen total as coach in that in that city, and loved it, fell in love with it. You know, and and uh, so yeah, I'm you know the thing I missed the most about managing there is it's, you know, I miss the boys, I missed the competition but i just miss the people of you know not just toronto canada you know in, in a lot of ways without insulting them all that I, I feel like one of them you know and uh uh yeah and i i do miss that and you know i i got a chance to come back a couple of years ago you know uh and, and visit with you and, and uh do a couple of banquets and
0: you know before coven all that that hit and, lo- and, and people it. people love you up here man coast and that's the thing you didn't just you just didn't manage for a city did you, do you get a sense that you managed for an entire country? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's such a, you know what, and, I, and I hope nobody takes that for granted, you know, any players or coaches
1: or front office, you know, that work for the club. Cause it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a huge responsibility. You know, I mean, you can, you can capture a, a whole stinking country, you know, and, and, uh, and that's what we did in, in, in 15, but, you know, we go out to Seattle or in, in the, 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 the fans our, our canadian fans will come down it was it, i've never seen anything like it you know and then like even like i said when i did a couple of banquets i went out there in the prairies you know in the winnipeg kind of area and, and moose jaw and all that and then on the east coast it, it's amazing and uh and you know what canadians you know what if you give them a good effort a good honest effort you know you you, you don't you know bs them to death right they like you. they love you. That's because that's, that's who they are. You know, they don't, they get, they don't like all the political politicians, you know, the, the smooth talk and all that crap, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I think and that's kind of who I am and, and I miss it. I, I miss the people. I miss walking around Toronto, you know, in the summer, you know, and, uh, uh, do, doing a lot of things. Yeah. I, I definitely miss it. Like I said, the uh, third time, I don't think will be a charm, but I plan on getting back there. I'm, I, got, I totally got this book coming out. I'm, I'm going to be up there next spring and, uh, uh who knows hey, hey 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 crap's going so bad in the u.s i may move up there you know you hear all these guys you hear all these <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on in we'll take like <laughs> you, know, you know you hear all you, these uh... i mean do you do you say a did you pick up our a do you do you still think about loonies and toonies and uh you know i mean well you gotta love a country this national symbol is um is a beaver I'm just saying <laughs>
1: <laughs> or or isn't the, isn't the marijuana leaf one? the uncladered. oh there you go
0: too here. I don't know if you partake but um a red a red one no no that's, uh, no, that's, that's not yeah, it I'm a picker a grinner a lover and a sinner a joker could be a toker <laughs> you never <Exactly>. know
1: <laughs> And you know I love looking at the queen you know on that on that bill you know the monetary bills you know there at the... <laughs> oh yeah i missed it. yeah you know uh rod you know I, I don't you know I still got a few loonies and toonies laying around too you know At just use them in checkers or something now. Yeah.
0: good for ball marks <laughs> uh, i i i don't want to create any tampering thing i know you're a scout but do you think the blue jays have a legitimate shot as a team right now. The thing about them, they're very good, as we all know. Yes, and as we move into September and October, um, I, I, there's a definite chance they're a playoff team. But there are so many really good teams in baseball right now, including your Atlanta Braves. Yeah, you know, you know, Ron, you know, uh, they're in the
1: toughest dis- division in baseball. You know, it remains that way, and it's it's a it's a grueling season. You know, you look at there was not four teams in that division had 90 wins last year. They, they missed out, you know, and figure that out, you know. Uh, and they're going to be there this year. You know, I think it's awesome that, you know, they added a couple more wild card teams. You know, I think that makes it interesting. It's, it's a great race going on now. But aside from that, they're just good. I mean, they, you know, they, they got a, they got good young players. They got a good pitching staff. And, uh, you know, you compete every day in that division. You know, you come out on top and you're successful and you have a winning record. You're doing something right. Uh, so yeah, I I would be shocked if they don't get in there. You know that that. Uh, uh, but you're right. You know what? You know what? I I look at baseball now. Though, there's like a there's like a set uh, or half a really good teams, and then the other half are you know are you know stink, right? Uh, but the ones that are up top, I mean, are really really good. You know, you see so many streaks now, good um, big winning streaks. You know, I don't I don't recall ever seeing that many. And then you see so many bad losing streaks on the other end from the the lesser teams and. And, uh, but I think the the baseball is in a great spot. It's going to be a great uh, finish in in the postseason.
0: What what about um and baseball still has, you know it's still healing from from work stoppages, um, and a lot of people are saying you know that the game has to change a little bit. I'm I'm a I'm old school. I think like you, I, I still think that you know it's, it's it's it doesn't have a clock, and that's the beauty of the game. But there are people that think it has to attract in this social media age that you are now in, you know, it has to be in 15 second bites. I mean, they're talking about, uh, you know, a pitch clock. I know I've seen it with my son in in the minors right now and it it seems to be working. The games are, 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 you know, like two hours long, but at the same time, I do think it affects the play. They're talking about bigger bags, all of these other things, taking away the shift. What what would you do, uh, John Gibbons, if you were a commissioner, John Gibbons, Uh, what would you do, not to necessarily tinker with the game, but maybe add some improvements to the game of baseball.
1: Well, first I'd go back. I, I would. I would uh, get rid of that new, new sliding rule at home plate, uh, the Buster oh. Posey
0: rule. You know
1: that worked. It worked fine forever. You know, occasionally guys get hurt, but I don't care. What's I was going to
0: right. ask because I was going to ask you about that one, especially the play, uh, the J, the Jays game right with Minnesota. It was and, right. And that that's that that is an out. In the for the ever since Babe yes. Ruth played, that's an out. Yes,
1: And in the uh, so now you're now you're putting some uh, some guys hand up in in New York to make a decision. He doesn't know what's going through guys' mind. He doesn't know where the ball is going. He doesn't know any. You know they don't. They can't feel. And it's unfair to those guys, right? And then there was another a similar play happened close. I mean, after that, not, I mean, a day or two after that with another team, S- same thing. You know, I, if I would the way I would do, it, I. I if You don't want your catcher to take a chance to get hurt. If if I get like a star catcher, I'll say, hey, listen, don't block the plate. You know, mm-hmm. you do what do what you want to do. If 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 I got a guy that that's part of what he does, he's a great defender. Hey, take that run away because that's the name of the game score runs, you know. And well, it works. It's gonna be called the forever. Buster
0: Posey rule forever, right? And it and and it's funny how right. his name's Buster. Um and and, and yeah. I love Buster Posey, one of the great one of the great players. But because of what happened, but people, I'm sure it happened to you, Gibby, how many collisions you go to to you know. Fosse and, and Pete Rose, you go back, Buck Martinez way back. Yeah. When. I mean, there is an intrinsic part of the game that still has to have some sort of contact. I would think at home plate. Yeah. That's the most exciting part of the game, you know,
1: and even in and, and the, the slide rule, of the second base, come on, you know, the double play really, you know, the, the <laughs> you, you don't have to tag, have...
0: touch the base. <laughs>
1: yeah infielders have a way of protecting themselves they, yeah. you've always seen those guys i mean you, how many times you watch tony fernandez always threw from down there on the ground right well those, that runner's going to get out if they know he's throwing from there so they're not going to come in there and, and smoke him you know there was with that lead it was kind of a messed up play anyway with the uh the infielder mm-hmm. I mean, he got twisted around what happened those things happen they happen in hockey they happen in football you know uh uh so that, that's part of it. I don't think it's that commonplace where you need to adjust the rule because you know what, when you, when now, when somebody has to interpret what actually happened to make a call, that's going to determine the outcome of a major league game or a, you know, that's different. It's not, we're not talking little league or something like that. You know, these, yeah. these games matter. Yeah. Uh, and now too, now that they, you know, gam- you gamble on baseball and all that, you know, you, you want to, you know, you, you want the pressure to put that on some umpire sitting in a thing up there no so those those i go back to that that way and there's another thing you know when they talk about speeding up the game yeah maybe a pitch clock i don't know if that works but you know what i always i always felt if the game's boring it's going too long i don't have to watch it i can get up and leave or whatever right that's not going to affect how i feel about the sport now if i if i'm in a game or watching on tv it's it's a nail biter it's a low scoring game and i'm into it those games usually move a little bit quicker you know they're low scoring games well-pitched games or people love slugfests and if it, if a game carries on because it, t- each team scored ten runs, they love that, right? Mm-hmm. But but to try to alter it, Uh, you know, sometimes we need to, you know, leave things alone. You know, I mean, I, we don't need to create our legacy by, you know, uh, altering the whole the greatest sport ever. You know, it's in, in a lot of people's mind, you know. And uh, so and, and, and I, know, the I, don't, way, I do too, not because... like the shift, though. I yeah. do not like the shift. Yeah, that's one thing I would ban that thing. I, you know what? Yeah. For some reason, it just—I I don't know—I don't—I don't like the way the game is now, where everybody, you know, is swinging for the fences and strikeouts don't matter and all that. But these guys, these guys aren't stupid. They know. I mean, that's what yeah. pays, and that's—and uh, that's kind of what analytics is, is driving. But it's just not the pure game. And uh,
0: no. uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm still—I'm still surprised that more players can't hit against the shift or even bunt against it. I—it's almost like a pride thing. That you say, okay, put the shift on. I'm still going to hit it over your head. <laughs> I, mean, I I still don't get well, that. You know, yeah, well, you know what's happened, Rod? I think
1: it is, uh, you know, everybody's, you know, they're teaching launch angles now. And, you know, you drive the ball, hit home runs, hit, hit uh, you know, gaps and things like that. So that's where they're gearing everything towards, right? So again, whether it's amateur ball or they get in low minor leagues, that's what, in the, you know, the, the, the slight uppercut, you know, the swing swing trajectory whatever you want to call it. So that they they kind of they, that's kind of what they're they're working on all that. So that doesn't play into you know slapping the ball the other way, you know. So so they're they're working on something, you know, because they get the big leagues. That's what they want, you know. So now they get this. It's almost like you know. I always heard the argument. Well, you guys don't bunt enough, or teams don't bunt enough. Well, yeah. What, what normally happens? The guys that get to the big leagues are usually your your top players in the minor league teams, right? And so when they're playing the minor league games you don't ask them to, bunt. if you ask them to bunt in the minor leagues, you know, your three, your, 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 $5 million bonus, baby to bunt, the front office is going to go, what are you doing? So now you get to the big leagues, he may not be in that spot yet. He may be a lesser player until he, uh, you know, fits in. And so uh, you ask him to bunt because everybody thinks you ought to bunt. He's never bunted. Right? Well, that- you know, and I
0: find it funny too. You play 162 games. And yeah, we talk about, you know, the long games, Uh, we talk about changing and all of these things. We talk about the lack of bunting. Uh, now there's a DH in the national league, but you know something, when you get to October, they bunt, (laughs) you know, what else nobody ever complains about the game of baseball being too long or whatever, when you get to play there, to me, there is nothing like October and I guess maybe you call it even into November baseball now. Right. Exactly. And you know what, you know, the, the, all the, the commercial, all the money that's generated through the sponsorship, that takes time
1: too. I mean, nobody complains about that, now, do they? And and uh, you know what? You know what? There's there's one area. You know, we've got when we started going reviewing plays, or you know, or when they send it to New York, a uh, close play or whatever. You know, they say, well, you get like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever it is, to to review it, decide whether you have a challenge it or not. Well, that's time. I mean, that's that's a lot of time. You know, you know, you look at the thank dugout, you. the manager's going, "Hey, wait a yeah, minute." Thank Let's you. Play. So it's, it's like we talk out both sides of our mouth.
0: Yeah.
1: With certain well, things. It's like, come on, let's at least be, if we're gonna be really serious about something, let's be consistent, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I've taken up too much of your time today, but no, I do want to. I, I, I don't know. Do you, I, I know you, I, I, think you I, I think you like to fish a lot. Do you like to, do you golf very much? Rod, I used to play a little bit,
1: but I hurt my shoulder. I was never good enough to necessarily really enjoy it. I kept my, Like, my swing wasn't consistent enough. And you know what? I'm not that really that patient a guy.
0: (laughs) Not like you. Well, well, listen. So I do want you to play uh, a little thing with me. And you can go as long as you want or as short as you want. It's like they're short snappers. They're like uh, quick questions. So I want you to play a quick 18 with me, OK? Are you good with that? PGA LIV? What is it? (laughs) Good on you. There you go. Um, Say, hey. Well, here's my, okay, well, here's the first question. Would you join the Live Golf Tour if somebody asked you for that kind of money? I know what your answer is going to be. I know what mine would be. How could you not, man? Oh, yeah.
1: Guaranteed. You know, I mean, we're, hey, we're all human. We're all, you know.
0: All right. I mean, gosh. Okay, so here we go. Quick 18 with Gibby. Best stadium in baseball?
1: Seattle. Really, wow! I mean, bet, bet I think best overall. Uh, Fenway Park's the, my my favorite history in the old Yankee Stadium, but that's not there anymore. But as far as the best best atmosphere, I feel the place I like to go the most in the room, the
0: clean, just everything nice about it. I think I got to pick Seattle. Yeah, uh, I love I love it there. I got to tell you a quick Fenway. I don't think I've ever told you this story. Nineteen ninety nine, I'm there for the All Star Game. I'm working with Sportsnet. Uh, Batman and Robin, uh, Carlos Delgado and Sean Green are there. So I'm by myself. I'm doing all the editing. I'm doing a running around, you know, Fenway. Fenway is the world's most beautiful garbage dump, right? Like it's in the background <laughs> and it's polished. Anyway, I don't know if I've ever told you this. It's seriously one of the greatest days, baseball days of my life. So I get to run around with this camera and they were letting me go everywhere. I went behind the wall. You know how you do that. Yeah. Trevor Hoffman back there went behind the wall. Um, it was a cool feature. I'm walking back out and uh, Bruce Bochy's kids are playing at second base. They're having a little fungo game. So I'm actually playing with them. I got to hit a ball, and I actually hit it over the monster. <laughs> for <Huh? second> base. <laughs> i was I was at a ball, right? These kids are dissing me. So now I'm walking um in the uh, the first base side, you know, underneath the stands, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. and i'm getting I'm just kind of sweating cause I'm getting ready to do my uh, broadcast that day. And there's a gentleman walking beside me and another man and they're walking with me and and the guy says well great night for baseball and this is the night of the all-star game i said yeah it sure is so i'm walking kind of talking small talk I, You know i'm kind of want to get to my my live hit i walk out the sun beams through you know on fenway how it comes in there just on the shadows Yes, it's ted williams
1: Oh, that was the Ted Williams celebration. Yes. One. And wow. again, he came out, but he
0: was walking. He came out and he was very loose. Wow. He was, my God, he was so nice. I almost wanted to hug him. I, it was like I had my fan moment. It was like, oh my God, that's Ted Williams. Yeah. How could you not? You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Like the first time I met John Gibbons. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Hey, but you know what, Rod? That those are the kind of things that happen in baseball. They don't happen All to everybody, right. but I mean, I mean, it doesn't oh. don't, don't happen a lot. But there's yeah. just something
0: unique about this sport that you know. That, you yeah. can bump into Ted Williams, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, poetry, poetry. Okay, and back yeah. to the back to the questions. Uh, worst stadium in baseball?
1: Oh, it used to be Shea Stadium
0: when I was there. Let's see, the it's got to be the
1: uh, uh, Trop. Although I, you know, down there in Tampa, although I didn't mind playing there because it's like 70 degrees it's perfect temperature. <laughs> no. Now it is a house of horrors bad yeah, no, exactly. down there, but, but it, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, they're not really not forced
0: to to change or keep it up because nobody goes. Your favorite song that you would play over and over, or maybe it's the last song that you want to hear when you're riding off into the sunset. What's your favorite song?
1: Well, oh, that, that's easy. Uh, because it's it's
0: a Leonard Skinner
1: simple man. Because I, I, so, that that that's me, simple man. I think yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, your favorite movie? Favorite movie was John Wayne, The Green Berets.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you, Pilgrim. I love John. Fighting Wayne.
1: soldiers from the sky. <laughs>
0: Look at you!
1: You are such an, an old soul. I'm, i have a lot. And you're I'm, such a young guy. Reason, you know, for some reason, I, I remember watching it as a kid, and it's like. It stuck with me, you know? Yeah,
0: I love John Wayne movies when I was growing up. Okay, best. Uh, we, we've obviously gone through this pandemic and we're all into binge shows, Netflix, whatever it might be, Crave. Uh, what was your favorite binge show or your favorite binge show right now? Outlander's. Oh, yeah, I see. You see that one? Good. See, like, yeah, my like, wife see like you. Uh, you are, you are, I don't even know what your middle name is. It should be John Wayne Gibbons.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, Ron, what we talked about earlier, about when you see me, I'm usually on a couch. Well, I spend a lot, but usually and there's a, there's a TV in front of that couch somewhere.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I know who would play you. Uh, if they do the John Gibbons miniseries or the movie on John Gibbons, which they could, uh, you know, who plays you? You know, I it's think funny. it's Lee Majors, but...
1: Well, well, Brad Pitt was taken in uh, Moneyball, right? You know you know what's funny? People started telling me, especially as I got older, I said, you look like Jack Nicholson. And not not the young Jack Nicholson, the one, you know, the old... Are and I, and kidding, I look and I see... There's, John, yeah, there's some resemblance. And I don't know. Have... <laughs> yeah. You don't look like Jack Nicholson. hey, Ron, I'm going to send you a picture, a couple of pictures of it, you know, when he's... <laughs> He's heavy set and he's got his, his hair's going, I'm telling you, you're going to go, dang, there's something there. So I'm going to say Jack, because you know, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall.
0: (laughs) Who is the funniest guy you ever played with? Funniest
1: guy I ever played with. Uh, Yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, uh, i got to say, hey, Clint Hurdle, man. Clint, Clint Hurdle is a funny guy. You know he doesn't always probably come across that way.
0: Clint, Clint Hurdle is a very, very funny guy. Check there's, there's his social there? media, by the way. He's got some good stuff up there. Does he? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a very thoughtful guy, funny guy. Uh, yes. Um, who is the toughest guy you ever played with or, or, or even managed? The toughest guy? The toughest guy has got to be Russell Martin that I
1: managed, right? You know he and he brought that to the, our team. You know when he when he when we signed him, and it made a big big difference. Toughest guy I ever played with. Um big guy like uh, Wally Backman time, even Lenny Dykstra. You know.
0: Oh yeah, nails.
1: Yeah, you know yeah. There's, there's his name. You know they. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that team was loaded with tough guys. You mm-hmm. know, and they played. You know now nowadays. He scheduled days off and all that. You know, you would, no way, it it was like a badge of honor to play 162 games. You couldn't, yeah. most guys couldn't do it, but it's like, you know, scheduled day off, really? I mean, yeah. this is, are we running a marathon today or something? Or,
0: no. no, come on.
1: It's, it would have been,
0: it was insulting. It's, it's a sport. Um, you're, you're a sports hero growing up.
1: Oh, I was a Johnny Bench guy.
0: Hence the number five. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I was Bench still playing when you started playing. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in Cincinnati. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, so you obviously got a chance to play against. What was it? You you had to have a meeting with Johnny. When was your first meeting with Johnny Bench? What was that like? Well, no, you know, I you know I met him, but I never got a chance to talk
1: to him. But you know, because what I'm 84 with the Mets, you know, uh, you know he he was at he was kind of the tail end then, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I, or I did meet him at. The, for me, when, when did he retire? Because he had a restaurant down there in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. restaurant, and that's where I met him. It, it is. he had like, I don't know if it was like a rib rib place or something like that, mm-hmm. but that's where I met him. But, uh, but, you know, growing up, you know, he was the best in the in the game then, you know, and so that, and I want to be a catcher. So Cincinnati was, Cincinnati was kind of always my team because yeah. he was on it in the Red Sox because my family's all from Boston, right? And so, you know, that's kind of, and so when they hooked up in the 75 World Series, you know, it's like, I don't know what to do here.
0: Carlton Fisk, Johnny Bench. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, those Reds were great. Um, Did you have a superstition or a ritual as a coach or uh, a
1: manager? Uh, or no. As a player? No, just kind of the normal ones. I mean, and I don't even know if it always, – I always did it. But, you know, when you get on a nice little roll, I don't care what it is, naturally think about, well, what did I do yesterday? And it's not like I didn't wash things or I – I, and I would, I would, I, you know. Of course, I tried. Maybe I put these on the same way, but it, I wasn't obsessive with it. But in, uh, but it did enter my mind. I will tell you that.
0: Oh yeah, food that John Gibbons cannot live without. Well, oh, I'm a Mexican food guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You a burrito? You, you a You a chimichanga? A, whatever they.
0: I'm a cheese enchilada. Enchilada, nice enchiladas. Um, if you had a dream dinner party, let's say four people. Past or present? Who would you like to have a dinner party? Who would you have, like to have some beers with?
1: Let's see. Since I'm, my uh, well, gosh, I gotta see the John Wayne or Jack Nicholson's got to be in there, right? <laughs> That's what we just talked about.
0: Well, I'll um, tell
1: you, Jack. Oh yeah, hey, it, yeah, You know, one of one of them's got to be Ronald Reagan. Nice. You know, not that I'm a crazy pol- political guy, but you know, I you know, there's, there's something, but. That guy intrigued me. Uh, Help bring down uh, the wall. Yeah, general great actor. Yeah, General Patton's got to be in there. I'm kind of a history war buff a little bit. Um, Let's see. Uh, I did meet Mickey Mantle one time. You know, it's like you know. uh, Um, let's see. I got to throw Billy Martin in there.
0: He was kind of my favorite my favorite manager, you know. Well, he, he could be even more. Didn't he come back three times, too? See, you can come back three times. Right. And, and you know, when you said, you know, have a beer with, I figured he might have a couple beers. Well, you, guys have, you guys have some things in common, you know. <laughs> you can but talk about like... some players that, you know, they got <laughs> under he, your saying? skin, got under him. Does, he, yeah, does that mean he, he, he must like Mexican food or what? Is that what you mean? <laughs> That's about all we have in common. <laughs> Only a couple more. Best Christmas gift you ever got. Best
1: Christmas gift. Gosh. Best kiss Christmas gift. Gosh, you know, I've, I've gotten so many good things. Nothing really jumped, you, know? you
0: know. You're know always a good boy, John Gibbons. Y-
1: y- yes, but you know what? Beyond that, you know what? It's It's almost like when my kids were all young, right? And they would get together, and they, you know, of course, they didn't pay for it. Their mother paid for it and yeah. give it to me. Just something, just receiving some of them. You know, three kiddos, you know, when they they don't, you know, what they don't know what's going on, and they, they they jump all over you. I can't, I can't really say what it was, but just the feeling there, you know, it's kind of like we get older now too, you know, because I remember my, my old man would say, "Hey, uh, give me some socks or underwear," you know, I never get enough of that. I don't need anything else. or
0: something. You know? uh, do you have <laughs> a, a Halloween costume that, that you remember as a kid? Halloween costume. Yeah, the best um, one you ever wore or something that you, you just sparked. Oh, I went as. Yeah, you know, I I, I think.
1: Uh, I always I always like to be a pirate, you know, I do remember that, you know, and that, and that uh, there was a few times I was a pirate. I don't know because it was simple, easy to do or what, but you should have yeah, been a Pittsburgh a, pirate. Pittsburgh pirate. That's right. I, I did an interview for their job one time before hurdle got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what is a romantic night out like with your wife? What is the dream night out with your wife?
1: Mexican food and a margarita, and then and then, you know, my my wife is uh, uh, big into photography, right? And so now we we'll just kind of go go sit down on the back porch, and she'll whether she'll shoot something in the sky or something, you know, is 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 the, the sun's going down or something. That's that's kind of it, you know. Yeah. When I was a little bit younger, it might be, you know, would have been, you know, maybe going out uh, country dancing or something, or nice. Uh, but now now, it's, hey, life's a little simpler, yeah. you know. For yeah. so us old timers, right? Yeah, I
0: I hear you. I, I, I I'm very I'm, I'm a
1: very simple guy. I don't, you know, I I just kind of low. I I I my most satisfaction has low key things, you know.
0: Yeah, nothing wrong with that, by the way. Uh, so uh, finish this sentence. Um, I, John Gibbons. Owe my baseball career to. I, John Gibbons. Owe my baseball career
1: to my high school coach, Joe Perez. Really, he opened up a lot of doors. He pushed me that direction. Naturally, my father and my mother, you know that uh, I I think did a great job raising me. But you know, my dad was a big education guy and a sports guy, but he would rather see me probably go to. When I, University of Texas instead of sign in 1980. But I got to say, so Perez, because he kind of, he uh, he really uh, opened up some doors, and, and he's uh, he's down there in San Antonio, Texas.
0: And finally, um, 20 years from now, you might be on a couch. Uh, maybe we'll be on a porch somewhere, <laughs> talking, having a beer. I hope I am. Uh, where do you want to be, and what do you want to be doing 20 years from now? Well, you know what? I uh, I want to be healthy. Happy, just kicking back and
1: uh, uh, open, watching some grandkids. You know, I don't have any grandkids yet, but you know, what, Rod, it's funny that somebody, actually, a few times, have asked me, "Well, what you know, they're talking about baseball and you know your your career record as a manager, blah, blah, this and all this." And, and, I, and I say over and over, and I said, "You know what? Yeah, I'm I'm proud of what's happened in baseball and things like that, and man, in my managerial career, what have you, but." Hopefully my life's a little more important than that because I I guarantee you one thing on my tombstone, it's not going to list my win loss record. And if it does shame on me, you Mm -hmm. know,
0: if that's, that's the biggest
1: impact I've had shame on me, you know? So anyway.
0: Well, that's why we all love you. That's why I love you, man. That's your, you call yourself a simple man, but you're much more than that. You're a humble guy. And uh, I, one thing I do miss is watching you manage and I do think I really do think that you're going to be back there. In a dugout again and i i know you're liking you're liking the scouting you're liking being in baseball but i know you love oh yeah and, and no i do like it, but you're no, a leader I, I would, you're a leader i would i would love to
1: manage one more time i'm, I'm not gonna kid you i you know I'm, like that door's closed i don't think it's completely closed yet but there's a little crack but there ain't a whole lot of crack you know because the game's different now and it's almost you know they're going with the younger guys and it, it's almost like rod that if you're not willing to take your mark Marching orders from the front office and pretty much do everything they want you to. do, You're not going to get a job, you know. And and uh, I refuse to do that. I think I have a little more offer than that. I think the games a little bit more difficult than that. Uh,
0: but I'm easy to
1: work with, you know. If you can't work with me, I I, I think it's your problem, not mine,
0: you know. Yeah. So anyway, hey, and if it doesn't work out, you always got Twitter. <laughs>
1: And <laughs> hey, well, we'll see how. If my podcast, or, if my and let's put it this way, if my podcast is half as good as yours,
0: I will guarantee oh, I'll be a happy name. It will be great. Anything I can do to help? Which, oh, by the way, I should have asked you. Have you got a title for your book yet? Uh, it's gonna be Gibby. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, and I think the podcast is gonna
1: be the Gibby Show. Oh, well, that's, that's what people, That's how people. I mean, people call me this. Like I don't have a name. You
0: know. It's well, Gibby, um, so great to see you. I can't wait to see you in person. So great to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, best of luck with everything. Uh, enjoy that, coach. <laughs> <laughs> and can't wait to see you. Thanks so much, Gib. Hey,
1: Rod, man, I miss you, pal. Hey, you're one of the good ones, brother. And uh, uh, you know, what? Uh, hey, it's an honor to be on your show. You know, I'll get you on mine when when it, when it rolls
0: around. And uh, but I'm a big fan, pal. As as I am with you. Uh, and you have you have 35 million of them up here in Canada. Make sure you come back. You got those toonies and loonies. Might as well use them. Exactly. Hey, you know what, though, Rod? I tell people this all the time. It's
1: like, they say, people like you up there. I say, well, you know, have you ever been to a funeral You know, heard a bad eulogy? It's like nobody buries a guy in a eulogy at a funeral. You know, but most people are going, that guy was a real idiot, man. We're glad he's gone. No, they, you know, they sugarcoat it. So I'm thinking maybe that's part of it. <laughs> no,
0: no. Anyway. It's because you right, are brother. real and you are you. Gib, thanks, man. Right, Appreciate you time. as always. Thanks, Rob. Cheers, man. Well, a perfect name for a book. Gibby, Gibby. Just love that guy, Gibby. He's kind of like, he's a dude. He's like like the big Lebowski of, of baseball managers. But one thing about him is his heart is always in the right place. He is a guy that after you have a conversation with him, you get a chance to know him. You'd understand that you'd want him leading your team or you'd want to play for him. You'd want to run through a wall for him. And so many players did. Do not discount the possibility that John Gibbons will be back in a dugout. And we all hope someday soon because he just is a great dude and a great, great manager. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to see you next time when we roll once again with The broadcast. The broadcast with Rod Black brought to you by North Star Bets. That's a win.